It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 364, After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Is that a hoodie from when you played? It is. I can't believe that you just uh, asked me that because I haven't worn this hoodie in years. Like, I mean years. So it was on the top shelf in my closet. And for whatever reason... I just grabbed, I grabbed the hoodie from right at the top, pulled it out. Haven't seen this thing. It's got a rip in it, in the sleeve here. Got the old school logo from the Buffalo. And this is the the patch. What's the patch on the side? um, It just says uh, Buffalo Sabres Eastern Conference Division. Okay. So you know what that's from? What? That's from your playoff. That's from the playoffs the year in 09 10. Oh, no, 2010 2011, when you guys won your division and then lost to Boston in the first round. Yeah. Yep. So that would have been, that would have been um, 2010 2011. I just told you that. I was in New Jersey. We, okay. All right. We won our division 
you won your division and Washington won their division. There were three divisions of five teams at the time, remember? Yeah. And then I think Washington, Washington was and Washington lost in the first round to Montreal, who was the eighth seed. We lost to Philadelphia, who was the seventh seed, and went to the finals and lost to Chicago. And you guys lost to Boston, who was the sixth seed. All three division winners that year went out in the first round in the Eastern Conference. Hmm. And then Philadelphia went on to, to go to the finals. And we had we beaten Philly and New Jersey, nobody would have stopped us. Yeah. I can't believe Philadelphia beat us. I can't believe that they beat us. Five, four to one in the series. I'll never forget it. I thought we were going to, I thought we, I didn't think we were going to go to the finals that year with that team. I thought we were going to win the cup that year. Really? That was the best team that I've ever played on in my entire life, top to bottom. I think that team that I played on in New Jersey would have beaten our team in 06, 07. And, and Washington finished first that year. Because they were playing teams like Florida, who sucked, Tampa, who sucked, Atlanta, who sucked, and Carolina, who sucked. They played them six times a year. Do you remember that? Yes. And then and then Washington crushed the Eastern Conference. And I was watching this this year because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to I didn't care that I only played 29 games in New Jersey. I'm like, I'm going to fucking win a cup here. I know I am. I know I am. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't even play in the fucking playoffs. I'm like, I'm going to win a fucking cup here. I know I'm going to win a cup here. I never said that out loud, but I, I had that feeling it. once. I had that feeling once in the 16 years that I played in the league in the 923 games and 69 playoff games I played. I had the deep down in my in the in my belly that this is the team that I'm going to, because we all know as you get older in the game, you realize how precious it is to make the playoffs. You realize how hard it is to make the playoffs. And then once you're in the dance, anything can happen, right? And in San Jose with the roster that we had back at that time, um, I think we ended second in the NHL, we had the most wins on the road at 51 or 52 wins. No, I, I take that back. We had 52 wins that year, but we had the most wins on the road. We were just like, a, it, it was a really well put together team. Um, everybody on the team got along. And I felt like that I had it, that I had a chance to win with this, with this group. And, uh, we were one of the cup favorites, but we came up short and uh, it's history. Yeah, we did too. And we made a monster trade that year. It was the first time I've ever in my, in my NHL career where I've been on a team where we've made a monster move. Darcy made moves, but never a whale. Okay. I've never been on a team where, where we've traded for a whale and in comes Ilya Kovalchuk. It was... Oh yeah, that's God. that's a monster, the monster. monster. And it was Lou, and I was just like, and I don't think, and I remember we were all kind of hanging out in the, uh, in the, uh, you know, the lounge area, and the TV was always on, and they had a, you know, a couple. I can't remember the layout, but there were a couple sofas, a couple chairs, you know, coffee bar, always food and sandwiches and breakfast stuff, and 
So, and we're just, we're watching TV and somehow magically in Newark, New Jersey, we had TSN. Okay. You mean illegal cable? My cable guy impression. Um, and and on comes, I think it might've been, I don't know if it was who it was, Bob McKenzie, probably at the time, Darren Dreger, one of those guys. And they're like, one of the favorites for the new for New Jersey Devils was Elia Kovalchuk, and guys are like, "Where does he fit? <laughs> Where does he fit on this team?" You know, and like guys are like, "Oh, oh, New Jersey boys, New Jersey guys, we're in on we're in on Kobe." You oh. end up signing him to a contract. I wasn't that there. next I got, year. I, no, I wasn't there. But he they he did. signed they, he a hundred million dollar contract, contract fifteen year deal, and the last four years were like five hundred grand, so it was cap circumvention. And then they got dinged for cap circumvention. I think they lost a first round pick and then got it back or something. And they had to restructure the deal because they couldn't, because him making 500,000 on the last four years of the deal significantly brought down the cap hit number. It was kind of genius. Really? It was, it was Lou Lamorello at its finest, but you know what Lou did? After the CBA was done the, the in 05, do you know what he did? No. He hired a guy by the name of Steve Pellegrini. Do you know who that is? Uh, he wrote, heard of him. He wrote the CBA. Okay. He wrote it. So you tell me a guy that literally knows every single thing that's in the CBA and every single loophole that would be available, and Lou Lamorello hires him. Genius. So, so I think, you know, that's what happens there. That's what happened. So I think I can't remember what the contract was. I think it got restructured to like a 12 year deal or something. I can't remember how that all worked, but anyway, we got off topic. JR coming up. No games last night. Kind of felt good not to listen. I mean, I'm either at the rink. uh, Mornings, we talk hockey at night. We're watching hockey. It was actually enjoyable to not watch hockey. It's a nice little break for uh, for us and all the people that are are hockey nuts. Um, and I'm sure it was nice uh, nice to see no games on on the docket, no games that uh, that uh, you know anybody can watch. Just a little break, just a little break, and now it's like I'm back. I'm hungry. I want well, some hockey. Okay, well, here's some hockey. Mike Harrington just tweeted 26 minutes ago, facing the issue. Great title. Dylan Cousins is battling through the trouble caused by wearing a face shield, but admits he made his own bed. I feel like I'm trapped in there. I've got a black chin guard sitting right where I would usually see the puck. So take it off. I I think that's the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay, that's number one. Because you grow up your entire life wearing a mask, right? You're playing junior hockey. You have a you have a half face mask. I get it. But all of that time before, you were wearing a mask, whether you wore a cage or 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 a bubble, as they call them, the uh, you know the i tech bubbles. You have to play your whole life with that. And now all of a sudden we're going to have an excuse that, you know, he he can't see the puck very well because he's wearing a bubble. Come on. Come on. 
How about this? How about he's just not playing up to standard right now? Am I worried about him? Absolutely not. Do I think his contract that he signed sucked? Absolutely not. I think Kevin Adams should be extremely pleased with that. I know the organization is pleased with that. I love Dylan Cousins. I am the first guy in line to be able to pat this kid on the back. Love the way he plays. He's going to have an insanely awesome career here in Buffalo for many years to come. But he's not playing up to his standard. And I'm not going to sit there and as a fan take that he's not playing well because of a fucking bubble. No, he's not playing well because he's not playing well right now. And he's going to work his way out because that's his that's his character. That's his mindset. Um, and he will get out of this because he's he's a big piece of this team. I love the way he plays. He did not make a mistake. Let's. I want to reiterate this. I want to say this one last time. He did not make a mistake doing what he did at the end of that game, cross-checking a guy who tried to take a run at him with two minutes left and engaging in a fight. He is more than capable, more than capable of handling himself against that guy. The problem that he made is he didn't drop his goddamn gloves. Took him three wanna, quarters I, the no way offense, through the fight. No offense, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to, I, I do not want to hear this again. We've, we've talked about I, it. I just said to you, it's I the know. last so time I so will say so, it. We, we get it. I have never seen so much aftershock from one fight in my entire life. Like an apology. Had my lights punched out many times. Like, I don't get it. Fucking move on. Like, okay. okay, You got a bubble on. Big fucking deal. You're not playing well. Like, okay. I wore a bubble. I wore a bubble because I ended up uh, breaking my orbital bone. You should be living in a bubble. And when I came back, I had to wear a clear face mask just but like he's wearing have you ever separate a, a on one a sep- full month okay but on a separate occasion okay, well let me ask you the obvious question did it affect your play uh i scored an overtime winner which was <laughs> okay everyone gets fucking san jose lu- not everyone a gets deal. everyone gets lucky did it affect your play? Breakout passes, defending in front, anything? No, not breathing. at all. It actually felt better. The breathing's bullshit, okay? Um, you just get used to it. Your vision is a little bit different because Dylan Cousins wears a face mask down to his chiclets. I didn't wear a face mask. I didn't wear a mask. So for me, putting on that mask for a month, I had to wear it for one full month before they would allow me medically to take it off. I went from wearing no mask to putting a bubble on for a month and then taking it off. When I took it off, I felt naked. I'm not kidding you. I felt completely naked. It was very weird. Um, But it didn't, it didn't, uh, you know, would I like to not have something on? Yes. But it didn't, I'm not going to make an excuse like, oh, I couldn't make an outlet pass or I couldn't uh, do this or do that because the cage, no, you just get used to it. I think that's just complete crock of shit that we're going to sit here and say, you know. Okay. Now my next question is separately from your broken orbital bone needing to wear uh, a shield or a bubble. Why are you laughing? I know there's a question that's just going to slap me in the face here. Go ahead. I can see it in your smirky little shitty face. Go ahead. Your smirky little shitty face. What a what an, 
Here's I'm not even going to because change I can see it. It's, Stop! It's I'm not even going no, to right change now. Course. You can't wait have to ask you? this question. Go ahead. <laughs> well, because I'm assuming the answer is yes. Everybody has, but have you ever broken your nose on a separate occasion? Completely. Have I separate. broken my nose? Yeah. <laughs> my kids all the time are like literally stare at me. I'll be like literally talking to my 10 year old daughter. She's sitting there staring at me. We're having a bowl of cereal. She's looking across. I'm like, what are you looking at? She goes, your nose is crooked. I'm okay. like, yeah. So I, listen, you want, I want everybody to listen to this. Okay. <laughs> I can't breathe either. I can't breathe. Listen, listen, look at Petey. Look Petey, at my Petey, one Petey. nostril. Look at my hey, one nostril. Listen, look at, look at, I want people to <sighs> listen to this. That's the left nostril. Here's the right nostril. <laughs> I can't breathe through it because it's been busted so many times. So yeah, I've been I've had the old snaz broken. Hey, look at look at my nostril. Look at look at. I don't want to look at your nostril. That's gross. See how the one is is really narrow and the one is like a normal size. Look at look at. I mean my my you might want to trim the trees in there. Like no, you have hair sticking out no, of your no, nostrils. I don't. No, I don't. No, never. you don't. No, it never. actually looks pretty good. I know you'll never you'll never catch me with a hair popping out of my nose or a long eye. I think if you play or... the game of hockey at one point, if you're going to get into the fisticuffs, Wait, hold on. Let me finish my point, please. I okay, so, sorry, sorry. sorry. Did you put a face mask on, a full shield, after you broke your nose? Uh, well, listen, I don't know yes, the severity. Yeah. I don't know the severity of his broken nose. So maybe <laughs> he needs to wear a mask for a freaking month. I don't care. Okay, hold on. I'm going probably... to text my brother who, who I'm going to tell you right now, broke his nose three times in one season, okay, and didn't lose them all. I don't remember putting so, any mask on. After breaking a nose, but I could have been out a week or, or, or so before I went back in the lineup. I can't even remember this is like, we're asking a long time ago. I don't know. I've broken my nose a couple of times. I don't, I never put a, a shield on. I got cut over my eye. My first year in the minors, my eyes swelled up. And I remember I, I had the trainer put a shield on after and then I had them take it off, but because I it wasn't because I didn't like it, because I I was like, why am I putting a shield on for a f five or six stitch cut over my eye? Because I mean, it's gonna hurt a lot when it gets hit again, and it did get hit again, and they did have to restitch it. You know, it's that's the worst part. That's why I did it. And then, you know, I was. Then after that, it's like. Yeah, it's almost, it's almost a lot of like time breaking your nose just doesn't happen with in a fight. Like I remember one broken nose. I had a guy whose helmet smashed into my face and it, it, it my eyes just went like Niagara Falls crying, crying and just, a, you know, because it, it broke my nose. Hey, Andrew, you ever been in a car crash? I know you have because you're a terrible driver. But fortunately for me, I haven't. But I know who I'd call if it ever happened to me. Call our friends at Salino Law, 800-555-5555. For a car crash, call Salino, 800-555-5555. You looking for a nice little getaway? Seneca Allegheny Resort and Casino. Natural beauty meets true luxury. 
surrounded by the lush hills of the rolling Allegheny Mountains. Incredible views are second only to the outstanding accommodations and service. Enjoy the AAA Four Diamond Resort, complete with luxurious rooms and amenities, expansive dining options, and of course, world-class gaming nestled in the foothills, just a short drive from the quaint village of Ellicottville. Go to SenecaAlleghenyCasino.com for more details. What's up, boys? How we doing? Doing fine. I, you guys are killing it. I, Your snipes I, and stripes, I'm, man. Yeah, we're doing okay. We're uh, we're in the top five pretty much every week. So, you know, we just got to keep battling. Our show tonight is going to be incredible because we're going to throw some serious jabs at certain at certain group of people. That's going to be so much fun. And who are especially those for people? Media that would be the media. That would be the media, my friend. That okay. would be the media. What are you going so, after? Uh, we are going after stupid questions asked by stupid people. Um, and then, you know, are you talking about the Oilers thing? Yeah, we're talking about the Oilers thing and obviously what happened with, uh, with Timmy Peel and, and, um, and his, his little Twitter feud that he had the other day. And it's going to, it's just going to run off. You know, we're going to talk about Brooks in, in New York, which is an, an obvious one. Uh, my favorite Wyshynski who thinks he knows everything about hockey. We're going to talk about him a little bit. Um, I th- I just think it's important. And I, did you, did you guys see the, um, the response yeah. uh, that? Yes. Yes. Sorry. Go on to the response about. No, 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 no. Did you see, did you see the, the post that UFC uh, Dana White said about media? He said, there are a bunch of zeros that have never built anything, never done anything never never created anything all they are is sitting around writing writing about people who are actually doing something <laughs> it's it's one of the best lines i've ever heard about the media it's a bunch of nothings bunch of zeros who have never done anything in their life never worked never built anything never created anything that sit around and write stories about other people that are actually okay doing can i can i say one thing i think that's extreme yeah. I think he's angry when he says that. I think I, I do too, but I, it's funny. It, I, it is. A lot of it times is. I, think that. I see the humor in it for sure, and I and I. There needs to be a bit of a fight back uh, because it is, in my opinion, getting out of control. It's getting. It gets out of control everywhere, and I, Dana White is in a position to say whatever he wants. Correct. Okay. Fortunately and unfortunately, fortunately for some and unfortunately for others, but very fortunate for himself that he is in a position. He he is uncancelable. So he is the perfect person to kind of start that conversation, maybe a little bit too, you know, much emotion in there. And I, I do appreciate that. But at the same time, I wouldn't say it to the way he did. But I also think in the from the hockey world standpoint. Jared, I don't think there's a better person to bring down the house than you so it means a lot you know it means a lot and i think right do me a favor if you're going to light a fire light a big one (laughs) that's all i ever do (laughs) please it should be a lot of fun but i appreciate it but uh yeah so that's what's going to happen we're going to we're going to do that and uh we'll talk about a little patrick line who uh, was a healthy scratch which was pretty um which is which is sad, but I, I like to see. Remember, we had this conversation, guys, last week about you know old school mentality, old school coaching. When is somebody going to 
you're going to step up and do something old school. Well, you know, the Columbus Blue Jackets coaching staff did something pretty, you know, pretty in your face, sitting line A and Goudreau for the last half of one game and then sitting and, line A up in the stands. Can I say something? That That's not for everybody else to enjoy and have fun on. That's a wake-up call for that team. There's nobody, nobody's comfortable. 100%. So it's like everyone can take that information and run with it. We we praise it. Everyone praises it. Everyone wants to shit on line A, but you know what? I look forward to seeing I'm how not, he responds to it. I, exactly. I'm not shitting on line A. I think I think he wanted to say more than what he did say in the interview. I think he did want to rip them. And you know, he did he did call it embarrassing. He he called it out. Um now he says, let's just play. I want to see him play. I don't want to see him revolt against the team. I want to see him play because I think he's a great talent, but I think he's lazy as a motherfucker. I think he's one of the most lazy players in the National Hockey League that that really he 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 really prospers on opportunity rather than creates his own opportunities because he's he's a big guy. He's not in the greatest of shape. He's heavy. He's a good skater and all, but energy wise, he doesn't play the game at a high energy he's an opportunist when you when you sit out patrick line not just one game but two games are they sending a message to upset him enough where he goes to the organization and says i want to trade and then all of a sudden they say oh ho, 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 ho. we got what we wanted now all of a sudden patrick line is going to be put on out to the you know, I don't know if he has a, a no movement clause, like a 10 team, no movement clause, but now this might open an opportunity. 10 team. I'm looking at it right now. Player submits a 10 team, no trade clause. Well, what if Patrick Liney gets so upset and he says, I want to be traded and they're like, okay, well, we're kind of handcuffed because the 10 teams that you're going to submit are not enough for us to get this deal done. If you want to be traded from Columbus, you need to open up your trade, trade, um, trade list. Right. And now all yeah. of a sudden you got 30 teams, 31 teams to move them. They're to. stuck with, they're stuck with them. Yeah, no, I agree with you. 100%. I want to, I want to go back to the um, conversation about the media question in Edmonton. Why does Connor McDavid react this way? But I, I don't um, think he reacted uh, inappropriately. It was actually, he looked at the guy and said, <laughs> I'm going to answer this question again, because you keep answering the same, you keep asking the same question. Doesn't that, look who I'm talking to, Jeremy. I mean, you, you're you're a guy yeah. that, that would, I mean, I couldn't imagine what you would have said to that or whatever, but I mean, doesn't this, doesn't he draw attention to that by by saying that? And then the reporter, you know, fires, but gives it gives the reporter an opportunity to just kind of say, well, you know, I mean, gives the well. There's one thing. There's there's one there's one thing that I don't think any of us are going to do, and that's going to question Connor McDavid's um, his effort or his craving on winning. Okay, I don't think any of us would sit there and say that Connor McDavid doesn't have any desire to win, or is is loafing, or is playing bad, or is doing. One thing that Connor McDavid gives you every shift is an honest effort. And he's the best player in the world for a reason because he's got that inner, that inner burn in his in his stomach to be the best and to win. So for somebody to ask Connor McDavid that question when the team can't win a game and they're struggling mightily and he's having one of his most poor seasons of his career so far, 
Yeah, I would think that Conor McDavid has a right to say whatever the fuck he wants. He can say whatever he wants. And the frustration, he could be as blatant in your face as he possibly can, regardless of the team situation. Because I'll tell you, this this, this team situation is not Conor McDavid's fault. I mean, is he is his play not been great? It, I mean, he's been hurt, so maybe he's still hurting. But you ask Conor McDavid that question, you deserve any reaction that he just that he feels he wants to give. I don't think he acted inappropriate. I watched the actual video. You know, he got asked a question that he has been asked over and over and over. And the and the guy who asked the question was basically he knew what he was doing. They all know what he was doing. He was there to irritate Connor McDavid into saying something maybe that would be a storyline. And this is a guy that the, the, the Edmonton Oilers have clearly not played well defensively. And he asked the question, would you rather win 7-5 or a 4-1 game? And my, my, my answer would be, I just want to win. I don't care how mm-hmm. we do it. I don't care if it's a one nothing game or if we win, you know, 8-7. Uh, I just want to win. Mm-hmm. But again, Connor McDavid is in the fire. He's in a he's in that that mood and the aura that he's looking at this guy going, you've asked me this 10 times and I know what you're trying to do. Because you're trying to spark something bigger than just the question, right? Yeah, that's what that's what that I was trying to. That's what every media person tries to do. They try to they try to drum up shit so that they can go to their go to their headlines and say something controversial about what somebody said and make make it sound so much worse than what that player actually said. So people read their shit. I think Connor McDavid gave him an opportunity to open up to say more. That's all I meant by the reaction. I don't think he he went off. It wasn't Jr. esque. I don't mean to interrupt you, Petey, but it's ama- it's amazing when you try to when you do that to a media person, when you embarrass him or you critique him, they just go batshit crazy and whine and cry nice. and yell yell back at you and then and then write bad shit about you and then stay stay negative on you and write tell you you know tweets things about you and they, they're such. They're such babies. They're such soft pajama boy babies that they just can't, they can't take criticism because again, they're stuck behind a computer and they're not in the mix of things. And they don't want anybody telling them that they've never played the game and they don't know what they're talking about or they're full of shit. They're just babies. Well, don't let me ask you what you think about analytics guys. Then I'm sure you're aware. Dylan cousins is wearing a face shield. Have you ever had to wear a face shield? In the NHL, no. a bubble? No. Don't no. have to ask you. Well, I had, to, I, had, I, had to, I had to wear my, when I broke my jaw, I wore that big just to protect my jaw. No, Nothing in front of my eyes, just my protecting my jaw. Just you, had the, game. you had the jaw thing on without the eye mask? Without the visor? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So Dylan yeah. Cousins has been wearing a shield, and he's been struggling this year. And uh, Mike Harrington's headline is Facing the Issue. Dylan Cousins is battling through the trouble caused by wearing a face shield, but admits he made his own bed. I feel like I'm trapped in there. I've got a black chin guard sitting right where I usually see the puck. And what he means by making his own bed is because he went into that fight. He got his face broken, his nose broken, and now he's wearing this bubble, and he's attributing his struggles to the bubble. Craig is quoted as saying, 
That's bullshit. But why? Why is he wearing the face? Why is he wearing the big face shield? Broke his nose. Broke his nose. So maybe it's a maybe it's a so really bad I broke broken my, nose. I broke my nose nine times and never wore a fucking face shield. Okay. Never wore a face shield. No, I. All right. Okay. Well, let, you, let's, have a, you have a mask. You have a mask. Why do you have a full shield on? Still have a mask. Because someone could on. still pop you in the nose. When's the last time your nose scored a goal? What do you need your nose for? To breathe? Okay. You can still breathe. Play what makes you comfortable. If you break your nose, you break it again. Like, like come on, man. I, I, I've never seen a nose be very important in the game. No, it doesn't. If, if you can't breathe, then don't play. But if you're playing, play what makes you comfortable. I don't know. I, I'm, that's, I did it. I can't. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying anything that I haven't done. So I was alluding to that. I asked Craig if he'd broken his nose and if he wore a face shield after, and he said no. And I I broke my nose three times. Once, once in junior, twice in the American League, and never. I didn't put a face shield on. I didn't break it that badly, though, but I mean, it was like it was broken. But you know, guys thing, that have had their, have bro- a, their face. Have, and... to have a big bubble. It's one thing to have a big bubble, but these guys all have face shields now. That's protection enough as it, as it is, right? I mean, I never uh, wore a mouthpiece. I never, I never wore a mouthpiece in my, in my, in my career. Wow. It's just never. I, th- I think a mouth guard. Now, I, I lost a couple teeth, but never in the NHL. I lost a couple teeth over playing in the Finnish uh, Elite League in the lockout year. No kidding. We'll figure. Because wow. they were scared as uh, all bejesus, and their sticks are up, and they're all just like, holy jumping. Yeah. And I uh, lost a couple chicklets over there. But Speaking of being afraid, I'm going to pose this question to you. And this, could, this might start a little fire um, somewhere. Do you think Connor Bedard is is nervous and afraid on the ice? No. Really? Yeah. I, I saw I, I, him. I saw him. I saw him make a play the other day um, in Chicago. Um, who were they playing the other day in Chicago? They were playing Sabers. Who was their last game? Yeah, they were playing Sabers. And he's going up the right. He's going up the right boards right in front of his own bench. And I think it was Owen Power was was on his way over to him, co- going to cut him off at the blue line. And Connor Bedard, no word of a lie, pulled up and just threw the puck aimlessly right to the middle and pulled pulled back. Didn't dump it in, didn't try to get by him, didn't continue, literally pulled up and threw the puck, and the puck was gone. Must not, have, was, must not I, have done his homework I, on power because he wouldn't have been it's, hit. It's, if it's, he... it's, well, it was the first time that I question whether Connor Bedard is really is is nervous, is afraid of getting hit. And listen, I'm, if he is, he has a good reason to. He's only 170 pounds. He's five ten. He's a small guy. But well, then he needs to do the homework on guys that he who are going who he's playing against. That's what he needs to know. You have well, to be aware of who you're on the ice with and take advantage okay. of that because there are some guys that are not going to touch you, and there are some guys but that are going to kill you. Well, he doesn't know that yet. It's his first year in the league, and Owen Power is what two times the size of him, right? I mean, 
he's a big dude. But I didn't, I didn't like that. Now, yes, Bedard's been playing great hockey, right? He's been scoring goals. He had an assist the other day. I don't think he's, I don't think he's playing unbelievable. He's playing better. But when I saw this move by Connor Bedard, literally pull up, like in fear of getting hit, I was yeah. like, "Do you Whoa. think it's because um, of the Yari Coolidge hit? Not Yari Coolidge, but..." Um, Who's guys on the Panthers right now? Coolidge, I think it is the the defenseman smoked him into the boards, and then smoked there was a big him. scrum yeah. after. Um, is he tentative smoked because him. he's been hit a few times? Well, I think it was almost the same situation. Okay, almost the same place, it, but this time he pulled up outside the blue line and threw it and threw the puck away. And by the way, threw the puck to nobody and pulled pulled back. When he got hit in Florida about against Florida, it was just inside the blue line and he was pushing forward. And then he turned, kind of turned his back, turned his shoulder when he got hit. It is exactly almost the exact same situation. So my answer to you is yes, he was thinking of that exact same hit in that exact same area in that exact same play. And he didn't want to do it again. So yeah, um, he's a smart kid. Well, <laughs> you know, listen. I mean, he's 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 young. These these eighteen year old hockey players, the nineteen year old hockey players, they're super young. They're they're getting their feet wet. They're going to get bigger, stronger, um, yes, mentally more mature. Everything, but like people, like Connor Bedard has the ability to play in the NHL. And he's and he's oh, so insanely skilled offensively that he's going to produce points, but it's going to yes. take him some time to really become the Connor Bedard that we're going to watch and go, wow, what a leader, what yep. a point producer. He's going to be up there in goals scored in 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 the scoring race for years to come. Um, he's he's going to be a guy that wins you really tough games where you're like wow this guy can win championships like he's going to have all of that beside his name but right now everybody needs to understand that he's 18 years old he's 18 and he's and he can play in the league but he needs time he just needs time to develop his entire game which which he will do yeah. um, i totally it's agree with you take a few I, years i totally agree with you I totally agree with you. hundred percent. I totally agree with you. I just, I just don't want him to get a reputation of being afraid in this first year. I don't want, I, I would hate to have that. Right. Or be, or be nervous. I don't want the kid to be I nervous. I think it's totally okay if he is. I don't, but I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. He's got a nice supporting still, cast of players around him to, uh, to kind of keep them feeling safe over yeah, there. Yeah, but you guys, you guys, yeah, but you guys know the league. If that if that becomes an, an issue, guys will be guys will go after him regardless of who's next to him. He'll be hit way more and targeted way more. If that was not case. against the Sabers. Just what it's not a, to a team scout, and I'm not trying to. It's not. A, I'm not. Ta Craig, you're laughing. Am I taking a soft shot at the Sabers? Absolutely not. No. Yes, you are. Okay. Tell me, tell me a pre-scout that any team, what's the first pre-scout if you're coaching the Sabres? What are you going to say to them? What are you going to say? You can you can win this game on intimidation. Tell me that's not true. I think that's going to be part of it. I think you're going to play extremely 
heavy and aggressive on their on their top players. You're going to go after Rasmus Dahlin every single shift. You're going to try and make it a nightmare for him because he is the catalyst. He is he is the guy who quarterbacks the entire game from the back end. Is Dahlin. Like there's no point in going after Eric Johnson or Connor Clifton or Yoki Haru cuz you know you're going to go after the elite guys in, in Buffalo because you're not going to have any pushback whatsoever from the bottom half of the roster, which maybe their roles are to step up and take control. If you're going to do this to our guys, then we're, we're going to have a problem, right? There's no pushback. It's the same. It's the same guys. Does Don Granado have confidence right now in himself and, and the team? I don't think uh, Don Granado can have confidence because his team plays different every single night, no matter who they're playing. And when you have a coach that goes in and does not know what your team, how your team is going to play from night to night, you can have no confidence. I don't think anybody looks at Buffalo and say, these guys are going to be hard to play against. And if you're a coach and you're going into a game questioning, what am I going to get tonight? There's no confidence. And that's exactly what I think. That's what I think when I watch Buffalo, I'm like, what team's going to show up tonight? I think that goes back to Rob's point about the personnel that are that's not here. They're easy to play against because they're all the same. Right from the number one what's, line to the fourth line, they're all the same. What's Tage Thompson's problem this year? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with Tage. He's actually, you know, he started off a little slow in the first couple games, JR, but he's rebounded. Is he, is he he's scoring? scored very is he scoring? well. Yeah. Yeah. Is he he's scoring? had yeah. uh okay. what is he at, Petey? How many goals? Well, I, don't, I don't. I don't know because he's out. He'll be. He's out for a bit. So he, what he was doing until he got hurt, he started to heat up. Slow start. Started to heat up. Had a good stretch of games. Then he got. Then he got hurt. Got hurt against who was it that tripped him? Um, then he went. Then he McAvoy. The shot. Yeah, McAvoy was against Boston. He got hurt. So he's. I mean, he did was starting the, to heat up. Did you see the a, clip I sent you in our group chat? Do you see how he plays the game, McAvoy? Yeah. Not only is he one of the better offensive players in the league, he's one of the better defenders in the league. He's also plays the game so physical. He absolutely crushed the guy the other night. And I just love the way his overall He's next to Kale McCarr, he's the second best defenseman in the league. Without well, question. And, and and Quinn Hughes. You gotta put you gotta put Quinn in there, man. That kid uh, I just I think McAvoy's more well rounded. Well I, Quinn, I th- yeah, Quinn Hughes. Uh, Quinn Hughes, in ter- I mean, McAvoy in terms of the whole package, right? He's got yes. attitude. He's got toughness. He's got grittiness. He's got, he's got swagger. He has offense abilities. He's smart defensively. There's no question. I, it, it, for him, he's got an ego. He's got an attitude, but it's one that makes him better, not yep. one that makes him. Yeah, it's a know, swagger. Not, There's a difference yeah. between a swagger and being it's cocky. A, that's a confidence. That's a confidence. His confidence oozes no matter whether he's going or not going. Yeah. Well, Jared, let me ask game, you this he's question. Like, he's yeah. like, Screw it. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. If you had a choice between two defensemen in the league where you're going to keep them for the rest of their careers, are you taking yeah. Hughes or are you taking Darlene? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know, I'm going to take Darlene, I think. Why? I think he's more mobile. I think he's more durable. I think he's, um, I think he he's the whole package. He's bigger, stronger. Um, I think again, again, you can play him in any position: anchor, power play. You can play in the penalty kill. He can do everything. And when you, what you need as a defenseman is a guy who can play tough in front of the net that can move people. And I he's think got he's got some nasty think, to him. It's basically I, what it what is. He, he's... But but you, you know what he also has is he has the same as McAvoy. He has that that arrogance and that confidence, even though he doesn't like he doesn't bark at people. I see him chopping. I see him hacking. I see him competing. Yeah. You know, he got hit the other day. He stood up and gave somebody a shot. I was like, nah, I like that. You know, I don't. You you can't you can't push Rasmus Dahlin out of a out of a hockey game. I You're think Dahlin. I think Dahlin's a, a top five defenseman in the NHL. You know what the problem is is he doesn't get looked upon like that because his team's not winning I, and I don't need him. To, I don't need him to. I, 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 he, I don't, I'm not looking. He's getting recognized. Well, that, he's going to make. No, he's going to no, make eleven no, million bucks next that, year. I understand, but that's because you're in Buffalo. But people, people in in Chicago and in Colorado and in Vancouver aren't sitting here saying Rasmus Stalin is top five. They're not even thinking of him if you ask them. If you ask them, but Rasmus Stalin's not even in the conversation. And you think if Buffalo was on top of the standings, you think that'd be a different story? Maybe, possibly. Who is who is the top five D right now in the league? It's McCarr, McAvoy, like Fox, Hedman, Quinn Hughes. I mean, you can't you can't take away Quinn Hughes as leading the league in fucking points. Okay, you can't 
can't take that away from the kid. Yep. Um, yeah, but the thing is, though, JR, like a forward like playing McCarr, defense. McCarr, McCarr can have a drop off in points, and you're still going to say he's one of the he's gonna be the best defenseman in the league because of how he plays. I think he, uh, I, well, but, 27 way, points he has in uh, 17 games. Kel McCarr. Kel McCarr. And he's and he's, 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 he's a he's a way more complete defenseman in my opinion than than Hughes. Kale McCarr is the Connor McDavid of defense. Period. End of sentence. You're never going to say Connor McDavid's not the best player in the world because he's not top of the league. You're not going to say Kale McCarr is not the best defenseman in, in in the game if he's not top of the league. Yep. He 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 is because he is. Period. End of sentence. He is because he is. Every day you see him, he does something. Absolutely spectacular that brings you out of your chair every single night. And uh, there's not many players that do that. Every single night, Kale McCarr does something. Especially from the defense. Sh- Especially from the back sh- end. That you just shake your head and go, how the hell did he just do that? I think Darlene has one of those every game. Well, how would you do that? It might not be at the same speed as McCarr. It might be a different type of a wow like a pull and drag or something through a guy or a spinorama. He's more, he's not as I, I do. He does. He does to me, by the way, he does things when I watch him that I just, I just shake my head and like, whether it's a toe drag at the blue line on a power play to get away from somebody or make an unbelievable pass and make it so calm and effortless and pinpoint. It's well, you may, crazy. you may not have seen the play that I'm about to reference, but the friggin' I, I didn't want to swear just for the sake of emphasis. The play that he made in Carolina on the power play where he had no play, banked it off the glass to himself or boards to himself behind the defender, went the other way around the defender, picked it up, and then shot it right away far side to, to surprise the goalie. That has not been given enough credit because it wasn't one-on-four, toe drag, slide it through the guy's feet, and then dangle the goalie. It's creativity. It's creativity. So what am I going to do to get this puck on the net? I got to bank it there, and I got to shoot it there, and he scored. And surprised everybody in the rink, but himself. That's the best part about it. There, there are a handful of players that you that you can't wait to watch because you know they're going to excite you every single game. Every game, they're not going to have. They're not going to go through a game of of nothings. There's so many players in the game that go through games doing nothing, and they waste they waste a game or waste whatever the case may be. But Rasmus Dahlin never wastes a game. He always does something that just makes you shake your head. Like, this guy is great. Now, they might not be winning, but it's, that's not all his fault. But he exudes so many attributes that just make you shake your head, like how good this guy is. All right, so so round out the top five, and we'll talk Nylander. So you got Makar, McAvoy. You want to throw Hughes in there. Let's just throw a mix of them. And then we can throw Dahlin in there, maybe. Is there anyone else that you can put above him? Craig? Well, I I think I think um I get I think Heiskinen is, is up there. Okay, you also mentioned Heiskinen, Fox. Fox, Headman. I mean, those guys you can't take I mean they have to be on the on the meter. Okay. Craig, are you um, silent because you're thinking? Or are you silent because you're done? No, I mean there's there you you can name ten guys and you can flip them around basically wherever they want to go. You have Quentin Hughes, you have Makar, you have Hedman, you have um, uh, Darlene, you have uh, Charlie McAvoy. You're gonna have um, Fox in there, and how many is that? Like seven, eight. Roman Yossi. 
I wouldn't put Roman Yossi in there anymore. I think he's not um, at a top 10 level anymore. That's just my opinion. I think there's, uh, mm-hmm. like we talked about this guy the other day, um, Philippe uh, Ronick. He's got 18 points in 19 games. He's a plus That's 12. Great. He plays all positions well. He defends very, very well. He He's offensive in the way that he moves the puck. Um, he's not driving the offense like uh, Quinn Hughes, oh, but he is a He's also physical. How about, how, about, how about a guy like Josh? How about a guy like Josh Morrissey? There's a guy who who plays the game so smart. Josh Morrissey, such a good player. Heiskanen, what the guy that you named? Like, there's there's a. I mean, to name a top ten defense. I mean, man, your top fifteen are Sorry. rotating uh, all the time. Yeah, I think yeah, I, right. I think you're five through fifteen. You can you can interchange every single week. Good. No, no, no. I. Uh... I want to just go to William Nylander and wonder mm. if you have any scoop on what he's going to do. I'm calling Chicago. We'll get him, but that's just because I want to just make a prediction on something, I guess, but I don't <laughs> think he stays with Toronto. Well, I don't think they can afford him. They can't afford him now. I don't even know that, that he do, would stay the if they made room. Would he stay if they the made thing- room or would he want to move on and kind of become his own? Star well, they're going to one of, they're, they're gonna have to do one of two things. They have to do one of two things. They have to convince um, Marner to lift his no trade or Tavares to lift his no trade. And one of those two have to go if they're going to keep keep William Nylander. I would get rid, I'd, I'd get I would get rid of Mitch Marner first. He'd be my first guy I'd go get rid of. Tell you the truth, for lots of reasons. Mitch Marner. Why? Are, you, done, are you not a Marner done, fan? I I like Marner. But you know what Mitch Marner's done in the playoffs for the last five years? Nothing. Zero. Not a thing. Not a thing. So Pretty much say that about down. all of them, though. Yeah, but again, but you, you, you win and you lose with your best players. I thought you I, William, I could be, I take, could be mistaken if take, here. If you, take, if you take William Nylander, John Tavares, Austin Matthews, and Mitch Marner, which one has done the le- the least amount in the playoffs? I'm, I could be wrong here, but I feel like Tavares and Nylander, I know Mar- Matthews had points in the playoffs, but I feel like he had a couple like four-point games or something goals. in, yeah, in, yeah, in blowouts. He had 11 points but, in 11 games last year. Um, yeah, Matthews. but I know that like I think some of them, he had a couple games where he had a lot of points, I think, so they were stacked yes. up. So Correct. My my I feel like, Tavares and Nylander were the best two forwards and Ryan O'Reilly uh, on the Leafs last year in the in the playoffs. Yes, yes. Nylander of your being big number ticket one guys. by far. Pardon me. Nylander being number one by Nylander being number one by far. What are you What are you acquiring in a deal for a player like that? Because it's a summertime move. It's not done throughout the season. It's going to be a summertime move when everybody's books are clean. And now all of a sudden teams are sitting there looking to, wow, we need this guy. What, what you're getting a first round of... pick. You're getting a first, you're getting a first round pick and you're probably getting a couple, a couple third line, maybe, a, maybe a second and a third line player along with it. Oh, you're, talking for, you're, getting, you're, you're talking, you're getting Mitch four Marner. pieces. You're getting a roster player. You're going to get two first prospects. round picks. No, 
a first for well, sure. Not if, you, not, not, if you get, not, not if you not if you get two two second line players back in return. You're not going to get two yes. first round picks. You'll get 100%. one. You'll get one pick. Yeah. No way. No you'll get no two way. first rounders. You will get an elite. Right, if you get two first round, if you get two first rounders, then you get a then you get a third a, a third line like a number seven utility player. You'll get you'll get a third line player. You'll also get an elite, like I mean, the top prospect in the in the organization. You're talking about a guy who gets 100 points a year. So where's Nylander going, Jr. To wrap up this entire conversation, does he stay as, as a Leaf or does he leave? I think he leaves. Got a destination for him? Yeah. No, I, I that'd be too tough to. I mean, you say Chicago. I mean, Chicago would be a great place for William Nylander. Can we be able to play with Bedard and and have that opportunity? That'd be amazing for him. His dad um, played there. His dad had four good seasons I mean, there. I mean, that would be great. He could be he'd be one of the stars in that team. He'd be exactly the situation that said. Talk he about want. the marketing ability for him in Chicago. Oh my God. He so much side money. Can what I tell you something mean? about Chicago that pisses me off? I meant to tell you this while I was watching the Sabres uh Hawks game. I cannot believe that they are allowing a player to wear number 27. I could, this is not a biased thought. I think it's awful that, that Devin Levi gets to wear 27. I can't believe Mike Pekka's jersey is maybe not retired, but it's like, you're going to let someone wear 27? That guy's iconic. Well, I guess that, that's probably why they let him go. You know, hey, Pex, see ya. We're going to give a rookie goalie your jersey number two. Go to the Rangers. Um, JR, I don't know how you feel, but... It, it, it used it used to bother me, but now knowing you know how the league feels about me and certain teams feel about me because they don't like my my you know my outlandish um, personality or they don't like my honesty or they just don't like me for whatever reason they just don't like me. Chicago doesn't like me. The NHL doesn't like me because I because they want all they want is people to tell them how good they are and how great they are. You're doing such a great job. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. Well, no one wants to be challenged anymore. No one wants to be challenged. No one. And I don't mean challenged, but I just mean no one wants to be challenged. No one. No one wants pushback. I used to. I used to bother me. I used to lose sleep over it, but I don't anymore. I I just. I really don't care. I don't care anymore. I don't. So it is what it is. Glad to join you from Germany. Oh, that's right. You're in Germany. Yeah, as you can see, it's dark out today. Where in the world is Carmen (laughs) San Diego?